0: Lean in, Lisa. Put her to the test. Lean in, Lisa. So get off your chest. It's more than just a trend because everyone's her friend. So lean in with Lisa. Spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every day.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's show. We have a great Great guest on today. He has been in many, many TV shows and films that you've seen. He played Spiros Vondas in The Wire, Mo in The Three Stooges. And you'll all remember him from the guy selling, he was scalping tickets, high holy holiday tickets to Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm. He is one of my best friends since I was, oh my God, Brooklyn days, five years old. Well, he's a little older than me, but anyway, we're gonna be talking about some really good stuff. Brooklyn days growing up and his acting career. Welcome, Paul Ben Victor.
0: So reach out to Lisa
2: every day. We should let your, your your audience know that I've known you since you were like eight years old.
1: Um let's see. Uh no, that's actually incorrect. You've known me since I'm about six years old because I was in kindergarten and you were my line monitor.
2: All right. So is that okay to tell you? at, at your PS
1: Oh Yeah, because everyone knows by now uh if they do the math. I <laughs> uh don't do the math. Leave uh, the math except for all the all except for all the accountants out there. And we know who they are. Um so we were, we, oh, we went to PS 193 in Brooklyn. So we're both Brooklyn. You're a Brooklyn boy, I'm a Brooklyn girl.
2: 193. Oh, I have 193. Bedford Avenue. Miss Nitzberg,
1: Miss Nitzberg. Okay, let's go yeah. on. Um, but what is it like being a guy from Brooklyn and living out here in this gorgeous Topanga Canyon and doing? all these movies and all these T V shows and you your household name. So what is it like? Are you still the guy from Brooklyn? Because I'm still the girl from Brooklyn. I mean I'm living, you know, out here and I love, you know, my house, my this, my that, but I'm still the girl from Brooklyn. Are you still, still the boy from
2: Brooklyn? I think I I correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't know any Brooklynites is that what we are Brooklynites who, who
1: Brooklynites, Brooklyn, yes, that's we what we are.
2: Really lose it? Do we ever really lose it? I mean, I, I've talked Ho- to people. I say, sure
1: hope not, honey.
2: I don't think we ever really lose it. People say, "Where are you from?" I go, "I'm from Brooklyn." They go, "Oh, duh!" You know, should have known. I think that's something that we just sort of carry with us,
1: right? But, but, but then again, here you are. You know, you're, you're, you're doing you're working with De Niro, you're working with Scorsese, you're working with, are you still that boy, that, that, that kid? How have you changed? I know you've, I mean, people either change in certain ways. How have you changed?
2: I I don't think I have.
1: You're famous. You're a famous guy.
2: Famous. I'm, I'm Paul, little... you get,
1: you get, a, you get, a, you get a, uh, approached. What is it like when someone says, Hey, let me have a selfie. Let me have a, an autograph. What is it like? What does it feel like? I want to know what it feels like.
2: Is that a song? Is it? Is that some chorus line or something? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what I did think. for love. Do you oh, do it yeah. for love?
2: There it is. I did it for love. I did it for love.
1: What I did for I, love. What I. Okay,
2: I'll did stop. For now. love. Let's do a little chorus A Little Michael Bennett. Movie. What um, I did for love. Love. Okay. Um, sing. She sings, she dances you, radio shows. I do it all. Ladies I have everything. Yeah. There, there,
1: and there. I'm here. I'm a wife.
2: Um mother. It feels like it feels like I just like I'm in the right right in the middle. Sometimes it feels like I just started yesterday and sometimes I feel like I'm about to retire. So I it's a big yo yo. I go up and down. Sometimes I I I just feel like uh I'm kind of in the middle, you know, I go like this a lot. What's coming, what's coming next? I rub my hands together. What's coming next? Ten years ago, I started doing that. Ten, you know, most of the first 20 years, I, you know, what's the next job? I'm going to do this. Now I just kind of go, who's, who's, who, who, who wants, who's going to, who am I going to be? Who wants me to be what next, you know? Yeah. So speaking of
1: what's coming next... You have something coming next. You have I do something like
0: because
1: you have something. I think coming up. You had mentioned something that. What are you doing? Tell me what's coming up.
2: Well, the most the thing I'm very excited about is uh, May Friday night, May 7th is the Netflix premiere of the movie Monster, starring uh, Kelvin Harris and Jennifer Hudson and Jeffrey Wright and ASAP Rocky and J.D. Washington what and a, a whole cast. cast of. Mm. incredible actors and this was done a few years ago so like J.D. Washington who's a movie star now he's he had a cameo and uh, mm-hmm. Asap Rocky I'm just a huge fan of what he did in this movie it's great and I play a uh, very aggressive uh, prosecuting attorney. You're working Troy, with
1: Jennifer Hudson. Jennifer Hudson's in that.
2: She's Jennifer Hudson. Am I right? Jennifer, yes. Oh yes. my god. Great cast. She plays, uh, she plays the mom. And okay. For is, yeah. Such a, I'm a huge and what's fan. next after that? Well, I was uh, recently approached and and to 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 do this role of uh, the infamous mafia enforcer from Chicago from the eighties named Tony Spilatro. So I, he was why a,
1: am I not surprised?
2: A little tough guy uh, back in the eighties who had a horrible. You know, very uh, colorful death along with his brother, a bunch of mob. Well, here I'm telling the ending, but it's it's in, it's Google it, it's there. But anyway, um, I'm going to be doing Tony Spilatro uh, alongside the wonderful uh, uh, Emil Hirsch and Ruby Rose and Harvey Keitel. Oh my god,
1: those are Harvey is one of my favorites.
2: He's amazing. He plays the dad, and uh, I'm very excited to be doing. Once this all comes together, uh, we'll be, we'll be, you know, be doing a scene with him. last time I saw Mr. Keitel, I was auditioning for Quentin Tarantino's movie *Reservoir Dogs*, which Harvey was
1: oh,
2: it's- producing, and I was in there reading for the, I think the uh, Steve Buscemi role, Mr. Pink or blue or green or whatever. Oh,
1: you is. you you actually auditioned for Reservoir. I didn't even know well, that you did. I know that you did True, but you did True Romance with Quentin Tarantino, huh?
2: I did, I did. But I, I what was that it. like? Back then, I was, you know, we were just a bunch of guys. I was, you know, you just show up. It's a ball game. You get in there and you put your your suit on and you and you you try to you know, you try to get on base. I mean, you just, everybody's just there. It wasn't like anything. You don't know when you're doing these things. I've been asked a but lot. But you're about
1: surrounded by. Look at all these actors that came out of that movie.
2: And I'm so glad I didn't. It's unbelievable.
1: Know. Dennis Hopper wasn't Dennis Hopper in that?
2: I was in the famous scene with him and Christopher Walken. The it was basically two man scene, and it was me and the two
1: of the two of the greatest.
2: It was amazing. It was, it was Chris Walken, Dennis Hopper, having their two man. Uh, you know, they went toe to toe with each other and. Gandolfini's in the background and me and Kevin Cargan and uh, you know a whole host of people and it was incredible incredible I met Michael Rappaport on that who we've all become good uh, friends uh Michael with, and we we became great friends we've done a bunch of things together including a play on Broadway in New York years later we uh we just we we remained friends yeah beginning of it was the beginning of a, an era. But what's weird is that I think we could all do this, especially in the entertainment business. I had no idea what I was doing, where I was. I mean, I knew what I was doing as an actor, I hope. You didn't realize
1: how big it was.
2: I didn't realize how iconic it was, yeah.
1: Because I remember I was doing the red carpet that night. I was doing some broadcast uh, hosting.
2: For the premiere. For the
1: premiere, at, I was at the premiere of True Romance, and I was on the red carpet. It was over right. at the El Capitan, I believe, on Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah,
2: it was in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: And I got to interview Hopper and all those Kirsten Slater and all those guys. And I saw, you know, I interviewed Tarantino, and I'm going my my childhood friend is in this going to be on this big screen with these. Huge, ph- a phenomenal group of actors. I mean, Chris Walken. Can you do Chris Walken? By the way, can you do Chris Walken? Because everybody I know does Chris Walken. Can you, you do him? I
2: do Chris. I do no, no, Chris.
1: you never did. No, you never did him for me. Can you do him for me? I
2: never done Chris.
1: Never did Chris. You did other people, but not Chris.
2: Really? Yes. You got to give me.
1: You got to give us some Chris.
2: I do a little Chris. All right, let's go. Well. Well, I tell you a story, if you like. You want to know a story?
1: I want a story. Give me a story.
2: Um, This is, well, you got to know. We'll do a little Chris Walken segment. He's done some crazy things in his life. And I believe, I worked with him twice. We did True Romance and then we did uh, Kiss Toledo Goodbye, which Rappaport was starring in. And Mm. we had a scene together. Me and Chris, we, we had a scene with a group of us um, but I'm, I told that story recently, so I'm going to tell you a different one. This is one that, that you hear, like, he's done, I believe he's done these crazy things in his life.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So to, so the story will be told. You know, like in the old Westerns, you leave one guy alive, so he tells the story. Right. <laughs> yes. I think, I, think he, I know <laughs> he's got to do these things. So anyway, he's upstate, God knows where, small town, doing a movie somewhere. And it, the word is, the rumor is that there's a, a haunted house in this okay. town. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So he, uh, again, I, I've heard this through a friend who I think may have been there or whatever. And he calls his driver on the, on the weekend. He goes, you know, hey Jack, pick me up. Take me to the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> so they go drive. They go to the <laughs> haunted house. They go to the haunted house. He gets out. They go upstairs. They go in, the door creaks open, and Jack's there, the driver, and, wait here, on upstairs. <laughs> Chris goes upstairs, he's going from room to room to room to room, and uh, Jack is down there and he hears Chris poking around up there. All right, you ghosts, it's Chris, <laughs> come on out. <laughs> no, chris. i could see this <laughs> comes back down, he's this. Going room to room hey ghost it's chris finally a few minutes later he comes down
3: get out of here
2: this house ain't haunted <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm rehearsing for the christmas i have been rehearsing um my my christmas tribute to rudolph to to Chris, and it goes something like this Rudolph, the red-nosed reindeer, he had a very <laughs> shiny nose if you ever saw it you'd even say it glowed all the other reindeers they used to laugh call them names they never s- let poor Rudolph join in any of the reindeer games and I'll give you that much have me back for Christmas and I'll do the rest
1: <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay. Unbelievable. That's uh, that, yeah guys, that's that's that great.
2: That's
1: good. A, a, a deserves applause.
2: good. Rudolph with your nose. bright. We can't get him it's Okay, let's get the music
1: people. to play him off now.
2: <laughs> oh my that god. That was
1: great. You know y- what's wrong?
2: There's a there's what a happened? little a little
1: A snake? What do you got? Oh, we had a snake outside.
2: I can't, you seen, I can't
1: seen, do it. I can't, can't do it. I can't do
2: it. With me and Dennis Hopper. Did you see oh my, my scene? <laughs> <All right.
1: laughs> Wait a minute. So, you, so, so do you, do you, are you in touch with Chris Walken at all or no? No.
2: no you still talk no. to the guy? No. If he ever sees these uh, things. So embarrassed. Because there's guys that really do them great. I I have a decent, I have a, mine's decent.
1: I think yours is great. You play so many Italians. You play so, unbelievable, Paul. It's like unbelievable. Did you date, you know, we went to high school with a Gambino family girl, all the girls from the Gambino family. Did you like sleep with any of them? Is that how you became so Italian?
2: Wait a minute. The Gambinos went to Midwood?
1: They all went, yeah, they went to, they went to high school with us.
2: Is you didn't true? know that?
1: I thought maybe you might, you might have dated one. Maybe you know, got a little, you know, you know, little.
2: No, I, I didn't. I no. was very, I was shy back okay. then. But, but wait, Lisa, I remember once. What's that?
1: Kathy. One was Kathy. The other one was, I think, what was it? Marianne. Yeah, they all went to school with. Them. And then the Banana Boys.
2: The Tony Banano. Banano.
1: Yeah.
2: I don't know if they you were remember Tony like, Banano. But- yeah, the banana. Bro- I don't know. Really... I don't know. I don't know. You but, remember uh, Anthony I mean, Banana? I remember when we went outside one day to lunch, and there was uh, at, at lunchtime there was a um, a chalk mark of a guy like you know who had just been taken away at, and on Bedford Avenue. Right.
1: And, wasn't that what? Wasn't that the Bananos? Was wasn't it. that the uncle?
2: There was somebody. It was probably an you know, uncle. That was
1: at. I was at Midwood. That was yeah, in high school, the right?
2: Mom, he had yeah. A chalk mark on the on the ground. I remember seeing it like two blocks over yeah, yeah. There with Yeah. Mark.
1: Yeah, that's that was it, it was one it of them.
2: His body out. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I well, do remember that. It was one it was definitely one of them. I want to had, know uh, we, um we, we were talking about
2: had, we definitely had that in the, in the neighborhood for sure. Yeah.
1: You know for all of you that don't know any you know Paul's a little bit about his history Paul we had something in high school called sing and it was when the sophomore juniors and seniors would compete against each other and uh, uh, Paul directed all the shows and you were phenomenal you built all these sets like they looked like literally like broadway I remember you were a senior and I was a sophomore and you won you the seniors beat the sophomores and you allowed us to be in, then you we competed against Lincoln High School and Sheepshead High School. So right. you invited the sophomores to be in interschool sing. So I got to be a star. I was a star in the castle with my gloves, white gloves.
2: You, wait, you were in the castle in Sheepshead.
1: I was at the. I was in the castle. I was one of the stars I doing this. That. I was doing this. Uh, I, this I did this for an hour. Isn't that amazing!
2: Look at that. Yes.
1: So I have to thank you for that. And uh, um, do you remember Sing?
2: Well, you have to say, of course, we won the inter-school Sing as well. We beat out.
1: We won inter-school Sing because of you and Bennett. You and Bennett, you did an amazing
2: job. Mark Bennett.
1: I think Sing was the beginning for you because you didn't act, but you did direct. And I think you would be, I would love to see you direct something. Like if you could direct anybody. In a movie, who would it be?
2: Well, if I could direct, I'm not a working director, but it's funny you say that because I have thought recently about. Thank you about doing some directing, but um, you know it wouldn't be about who; it'd just be about trying to do that. I actually love directing. I would love to direct uh, theater. Is what I would love to. Well,
1: do. you did have you. I thought you have already, haven't you? Directed theater? Didn't you do? Uh, you directed me in Club Soda. Weren't you my director in Club Soda when
2: I? Well, me and Michael Goldberg. When Barry
1: Manilow was in the audience.
2: That's right.
1: Yeah, our our dear friend Michael Goldberg, who we lost, and uh, I was on stage with you, and all of a sudden I look into the audience, and Barry Manilow was there, and uh, that was just—I think I forgot my lines or something.
2: No, you didn't. You were great. Happened. You were great.
1: Thank you. Really, you think? Thank you.
2: Thank you. No, she's driving,
1: she's driving. I, yeah, we ended up talking to Barry after the show, and he, uh, and he said to us, "It looks like you made it." <laughs> so, uh,
2: yeah, yeah. Well, was, yeah. right. No, you. Um, and, you, you you had Chaz come down one night, didn't you? Chaz Palmetary. had Chaz
1: Palminteri. Yes, Chaz came, and uh, who else? I had a bunch of people come. I remember.
2: Yeah, that but, was Club but the, the sequel to that is called The Good Steno, which I did co-write with my mom. Oh, and oh, directed.
1: oh, the, the, that should be on film. That needs to be on film, Pauly. And you need to direct The Good Steno. Well. So how do we do that? We got to get um, that done.
2: I'm going to, I should have the little, uh, it's being, we're pitching it actually with my managers at Zero Gravity. We're pitching it as a, um, a TV uh, limited series. So, putting together Fantastic. a package of that right now as we speak. Yeah.
1: You want to you, you tell us anything about it or what it's about a little bit? Or and would yeah, you rather keep it a little hush
2: hush? No, no, it's a great story. My mom, my mom is, is Leah Kornfeld Friedman. She is a playwright and a painter and an artist and a poet, and many things. But she wrote a handful of plays that were sort of autobiographical. And we co-wrote, uh, I helped to develop club soda, which you did. Right. And then we, um, yep. wrote the good That's Steno. Fun. We wrote the good steno, which was based on her life as a, uh, a stenographer, secretary in the garment center in the 1940s, uh, garment center jungle where men were probably more disgusting than they could ever be. And. The, her boss, Morty, would try to get the models. It was a swimsuit showroom. Way swimsuit before the showroom. Me Too
1: movement, people.
2: And it's sort of uh, the, you know, it's it's Me Too back then meets today. I mean, it's really about that. And um, and it's, she, the music,
1: it's there's music in it.
2: It has, Sinatra is throughout. Um, the big band era is definitely prevalent. There's a lot of Lindy hops going on. But she would, but Morty, the boss, would try to get the buyers that came in from out of town to go into the back room with the models to, you know, hook up with them uh, while their wives, while the buyer's wives were, while my mother was on the phone at 17 years old, getting the wives to go to the Broadway matinees so their husbands could be in the back room with these models. So, and of course, my mother sort of knew what she was doing, getting these ladies. Your to, mother
1: could have been, a, she could have been a madam.
2: She was a little 17-year-old madam at the time. So Unbelievable.
1: Leah, Leah it, Friedman was a madam.
2: And she couldn't say no to this job because she was making a whopping 20, $28 a week, which helped pay mom's rent and helped. You know, dad was out of work after the Depression. It's an incredible story. So we're uh, pitching it as a limited series at the moment, and it, uh, it's exciting. Well,
1: I hope it goes. Well, good luck with that. I, I I wish you a lot of luck with that. You you were very close to your parents growing up and and still close. Uh unfortunately, I'm sorry that you lost your dad last year and I'm sorry about that because he was really a special person. I had a huge, huge fondness for Vic, and you know, know. that. <laughs> know. Um we 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 had a we had a really cool connection and uh, yeah. he was, uh, he, he was one of the biggest, he was the Jose Iber of New York city. Tell them a little he bit about a, your dad. I want to hear about your dad. Yeah.
2: No, he worked at Kenneth's for 30 years, which was probably the beginning before Jose and before Jose or whatever. And before Vidal Sassoon, There was Kenneth because Kenneth's client right. was Jacqueline Kennedy. And excuse me. And, and, um, dad worked at Kenneth's. And he, he didn't go on the road much, but he, he cut his, uh, huge. I mean, aside from, I mean, Liz Taylor was coming in there and all the big models, but he, one day, uh, Princess Grace Kelly, um, was coming in. And I think oh, Kenneth,
1: my Kenneth
2: was supposed to cut a hair and he wasn't available because he was either out sick or whatever it was. And they said, Mr. Victor, um, we have Princess Grace Kelly for you. Uh, second floor and he cut the princess's hair and um, that was a wonderful story but he he was uh he was one of the top guys in new york in this what a thrill yeah definitely he was he was one of the Well, top princess guys. grace
1: I, I she was the most beautiful woman one of the most beautiful in the hair. world in the world
2: yeah yeah he unbelievable he was, she loved but
1: he's it. also your dad also did a lot of photo- of course you did, because he was charming. He was very charming. and But you and your mom and dad had always had a close relationship. And, you know, a lot of actors I find that are sometimes estr- estranged from one of their parents. You know, for whatever reason. What, what do you uh, think is the reason why you have kept that closeness all through the years with your mom and dad? I mean, you I've never met anyone who is as close to their parents as you are and you've always been, they've always been there for you, supporting you. And maybe that's it because they've always supported what you want to do, what you always wanted to do.
2: We're always, you know, me and my mom, my mom, we're, we're friends. You know, we talk every day, but it's, it's basically, they were, they're both the real deal artists. And you started saying it. My dad was a photographer as well. He's he was a Mm. great, a master photographer. His work, Hangs in many museums. Um, His work hangs in my
1: husband's office. My husband's office has Vic Friedman photographs all along my husband's walls. And people walk in and and are blown away by it. Yeah. I mean, incredible
2: work. It's beautiful. Yeah. So he was a very unique, talented guy. And they both, you know, these poor kids from Brownsville, Brooklyn, came out and parents you know immigrants somehow they became these artists together and neither of them made any fortune by any stretch at all they didn't make any money a few dollars here and there with their art but they're both they were both right. brilliant and super talented and um so i always appreciated that and, and it always and all of it inspired me to this day my mom and my dad both their blood is running through my veins and it just Inspires me to do what I do.
1: And you and your name, Ben Victor, is basically, tell us how that came about.
2: Well, it was in homage, you know, it's paying homage to my dad. Um, uh, I am Paul Ben Victor. And Ben in Hebrew means son of, so I'm Paul son of Victor. And it was a, you know, I wanted to have a little bit of a unique stage name back in the '80s when I became an actor. So I'm Paul Ben Victor. Yeah,
1: that's that's incredible. That's such a beautiful story. Hey, Alan, uh, I know you're a big fan of Paul's. Do you have any questions you want to ask him?
0: Well, we 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 were. Alan's my producer. I have
1: the I have the best producer. Alan, Alan's the best. Go
0: ahead. And we were real quickly talking a house guest because I'm in Pittsburgh here earlier. And I mean, that's like I don't know if you know that that's like one of the most like favorite, at least people my generation. Like I went to college in Pittsburgh and I would say damn near every friend I made was a fan of that movie. Do you ever get someone mentioning that movie to you? Because I know it's kind of like I feel like it's a cult favorite because I don't meet anyone outside of town here in Pittsburgh. Uh, often that's like a huge fan of that movie because for whatever reason but it's phil hartman you sinbad that's as far as i'm concerned a legendary movie (laughs) do you ever get any love for that one
2: That's true all the time all the time yes for sure you know and it's been great because they play it every christmas i think it's is it i think it's somewhat of a christmas season kind of movie um but yeah, it plays. It's, it, was, it was a great one. And it was a great one to get. I'll tell you about the audition for that. Went in and read. And, I, and, I, and they were auditioning both the big guy and the small guy. Anyway, I went in and auditioned. And then I did my reading. And then I left. I said, thank you, I'm out. But I didn't feel good about it. I didn't feel like I did what I wanted to do. And I think Tony Longo was already in there, passed away recently. The other big guy from the movie.
1: Oh, the football player.
2: Yes, yes. He's passed away recently. Tony was in there. That's right. He did. I think he was cast. I'm going to say that he was cast and guys were coming in to read against him. And I was bouncing off his big stomach. And then I left and some other guy came in to read after me. But I wasn't done. You know what I mean? I didn't feel like I was done. So as the guy was coming in and saying, "Hi, I'm uh, I'm Joe Smith. I'm going to read next," I came back in the room. I took Joe Smith, pushed him out of the room <laughs> because I wasn't done. I said, "Joe, wait outside." I, I opened the door. I said, "Wait, wait, I'm not done." Again. And he left. I said, "Let's do it again." And you know, and I and I and I did it again. And I remember the director telling me, uh, "That's when we knew you had it." He said, "You were such a pushy <laughs> little fuck." that you came in there to do that. <laughs> Who does that? Who comes in and kicks out the Oh,
0: my God. And-
1: that was your part, Paulie. That was yours, that you were meant to get that part. You were meant to get that part. And didn't you eat a lot of hamburgers, McDonald's hamburgers, or is in that movie,
0: <laughs> that's <laughs> like the most McDonald's tastic yeah. yeah. movie of all time. Exactly,
1: but he did the McDonald's commercial. Paul, yeah. did you do that yeah. You did one of the biggest McDonald's commercials. So, did they see you do that and then say we want you to come in and eat all these burgers? What did
2: they? What happened? It was. It was around. It wasn't the exact same time. The, bur- the my McDonald's campaign came after, about a year after. Actually. Oh, it came after. Oh, after.
1: I thought it was before.
2: Yes, in fact. When I was doing house guest, Randy, 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 Randy Miller, Randall Miller, that was the director. Um, every take, he kept saying, "Do do that thing." You no, no. I, w- I would just say the line like normally. Like, he go, "No, no, do that that crazy thing." Like, ah! he kept wanting me to be like, like no, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, amazing. Mo. Oh. Which I amazing. ended up playing Mo in movie but he kept wanting me to like do it huge because that made him laugh so I did the whole thing like bursting veins popping out of my neck almost every line the whole movie I'm like it was way over the top huge way too big as far as I'm concerned but he loved it so I did what he wanted and then a year later we're hanging out and the McDonald's commercials come out I did this huge campaign for McDonald's for two years Lisa will tell you I did it for two years We we were the two guys in the Mac- Burgermobile in a big station wagon, an old like Woody station wagon with the with the Big Mac on top of it, trying to get tickets to the Super Bowl, and we end up going to the Super Bowl and doing a commercial with. In real life, we went to the Super Bowl, and we did a commercial with uh, Jordan and Larry Bird, and Jordan ends up giving us. Because he hey, you guys looking for tickets, and we went, you know, the the the, har- the harps played and the you know the birds <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, he gives us his, I got two tickets for you. And, uh, the, you know, we, we're going underground. It's, it's a fun spot. And have you so, guys uh, seen
1: that spot? Adam, Adam and Alan, have you seen that spot? I was in that spot. I,
3: <laughs> I was an Adam, extra. I was an extra in the Super Bowl commercials when he was walking down the aisle 25 years ago. Yeah, that was I, you. That was you. I yeah, remember yeah, I you. Really, you can't really see me, but it is a weird coincidence that all these years later we meet. And I remember saying, "Oh my God, they were walking right next to me. I was kind of like near the aisle, and they That's walked insane. down the 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 uh, yeah the, the uh you know walking down to their seats. So I was just an extra that day in the Orange Bowl or Joe Robbie Stadium, one of those wherever we shot. You know, so, Joe, don't say
1: just don't say just an extra. Those extras, you could t- do one thing and stand
3: out from the crowd. Yeah, not in but, the crowd, a Super Bowl crowd, but you know, sure, maybe every once in a while you do get a shot. If it's a smaller section, sometimes you get upgraded. I've been upgraded to stand in, and photo double here <laughs> and there. But um, and here you are, you're yeah. my co
1: writer, and now so you I'm, moved up, so you, you moved up the ladder, baby.
2: Yeah, we worked together. Right? Mm-hmm.
1: You want to ask? Yeah, you want to ask? Ask you want to ask Paul anything, Adam? Adam, you want well, to ask have, Paul we a question?
3: Have, I mean, I don't know if you wanted to, the, the game questions. You know, five questions he's never been asked. That's kind oh, of we our, have our the, goal here.
1: Oh, we're playing so. a game today. No. Yeah, I forgot about that. Well, it's okay.
3: A, it's, a, it's a challenge because he's, he's a famous guy. has been in thousands of interviews, and we just want to see if we can come up with five questions that he's never been asked. That's the challenge. And you can let us know. If you've been asked right. these questions, you just let us know. We'll, we'll, we'll throw it out. We need to give you five questions you've never been asked because to make it interesting for our guests so they don't get bored. So. All right, all right. All right. Let's
1: let's let's. I don't are get you ready, it. Paul? Are you
3: ready? I don't know. Right. We're good. Okay, yes. we're gonna try. We're gonna so try. We're
1: gonna pl- we're gonna try this game. And uh, Adam, you can start.
3: All right. Okay, I'll try one. Okay, um, who, Vin Diesel or The Rock, who would win in a pillow fight?
2: Nobody's ever asked me that.
3: Okay, I swear to God.
2: I swear to God, nobody has ever asked me that. That's incredible. Well,
3: I'm 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 good at this. I'm, that's what that's what that's the challenge here.
1: Why do you think movie. I hired him?
2: Yeah. Well,
3: pay
1: him the big bucks um, here. I
2: would have to say I think it's pretty obvious that the Rock's going to kick Vin Diesel's ass. He's twice his size. But I'm a big fan of both, and I worked with the Rock yes. in uh, a movie called Enemy of the State, I think. So, but yes. But I'd love to work with Vin Diesel. He was, he was very impressive, that guy. I, but, uh, I
1: actually met The Rock at, at Rite Aid.
2: I think The Rock's going to beat him in a pillow fight.
3: Uh, okay, good good answer. I went to school with The Rock. I was at UM during that time he was there. So I, I, touched oh, I, his, I, I touched his arm.
1: His I touched his beautiful big arm okay. at, when we were at, at Rite Aid. Yeah, All right, next question? question. Go ahead. Alan, you have one?
0: I mean, we're going to have to table that and hear about you touching The Rock's arm Someday, Lisa. But I have I have a question that I don't think Paul's ever been asked. Shoot, who would win? Is another who would win in a fight question, okay. but but this is a legitimate fist fight, and you know I think both people pretty well. At least you've gotten into their minds because you've played them both, Mo Howard or Mussolini.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I played them both. You're right. I have played he, them both. He, uh, who's going to win? Wow, Mo. good and question, Mo's Alan. Moe's going to kick Mussolini's ass in two seconds. He's going to poke wow. his fucking eyes out and rip his <laughs> fucking nut back out. He's going down.
1: Paulie, you were so good as Mo. You were so fucking good as Mo. Yeah. I
3: don't think anyone. Guys, do you agree with me? Yeah. That's what I know him for. That blew it like anything else out. Cause you know, I don't watch, I'm not a drama guy or mafia shows guy, but I'm a huge three stooges fan. And he was like, I thought he was, you know, it was incredible.
1: To a T to a T. Do you still have the wig?
2: I have a collection of wigs. Yes, I do. Yes, indeed.
3: (laughs) Adam, another question. Paul Ben Victor. What is your fourth favorite? What is your fourth favorite first name? (laughs) uh butch okay all right because you did you did explain the whole name thing but but i did want to ask that because you know people got three first names there okay butch and Ralph. we'll call it a tie all right um tricks are for kids frosted flakes are great have you ever eaten cold pizza for breakfast probably two days ago (laughs) okay some people think that's gross but you know that's you
2: No, I'm gonna. I have, I have one. I have one.
1: Okay, you're married to a much younger woman, a gorgeous, gorgeous younger woman. Does she ever introduce you as her first husband?
2: (laughs) No, but, but we we have strolled about through. uh, Here's something she'll do. (laughs) We'll be walking around. Let's say New York City, right? And just to yeah. tease me, sometimes just to annoy me, will pass just as people are passing us, just as a she'll go, "Dad, stop it!" <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. Dad, That's good.
2: And I I bust up every time. Just just as there are no, Dad. Oh you, my god! Just, I love it. Stop being so obnoxious, Dad. What happens
1: when you're sitting in a restaurant and you start kissing each other? Does she say, "Dad"? <laughs> Get the fuck off me.
3: Alright, I have a well, replacement question. Alright, Paul. This this is your type of movie. If you were if, if they were making another Ocean's Eleven movie and they added you to the cast, what what would be your what would be your specialty? What can you bring to the team for the heist?
2: Well not everybody knows this, but I'm a triple black belt. There you go. All right. So you're taking wow, out
1: wow something I didn't know.
3: He's taking out the guards. Okay. I'm, I I had no
2: idea. Um, yeah. That's a lie. What oh. would they do? Uh, what would I do? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not a triple black belt. I'll get my ass kicked if I say that out loud to too many people. No. Um, what What would be my? Because I'm from Brooklyn. Okay. Enough said. Just he's from that's Enough it
1: okay. and 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 so what um if you could play you played so many roles, you played so many roles, Paul, if you could play any role because you're you're really a, more of a character actor, you're not even though I think you should be a leading man, and I think all of us agree to that that you should be a leading man i mean you 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 have the strength, the acting chops to be a leading man
3: he was the lead in three stooges that was you lead. were you were that you were the, he was the through line.
1: So if you could play, let's say, a a historical character, any historical character, it could be a musician, it could be uh, an artist, it could be a politician. If you could play one role in your movie career,
2: what would it be? Who would it be,
1: actually? Who would it be?
2: Well, the truth is I've had a few friends tell me I should play this wonderful guy, but he's been played beautifully so many times, Picasso, because, you know, I guess I could look like him a little bit, or, you know, I I could resemble him. I actually did him in a short film years ago, but that's, you know, I'm a huge fan of Picasso. So that would be a role, you know, if it it comes up in my mind, that's, that's, that's who I, I think I'd love to play, you know. um.
1: So uh, what do you like better comedy or drama? What do you enjoy more?
2: As my grandfather says, used to say, what do you care what they give you? As long as the check clears in the bank. Am I right? <laughs> yeah,
1: you're right. He's right.
2: I said I to him, it I, when I, totally I got, the movie, when I got the movie tombstone many years ago, I was so excited cause I got to be in a Western. I was going to ride horses and I've always wanted to be in a Western. You rode a horse. Well, that and also another movie called um, "The Last Outlaw" with with, uh, with and uh, oh Mickey Rourke, bunch of every bunch of actors. When I got that, I said, "Grandpa, Grandpa, I'm gonna be in a Western. I'm gonna i play a cowboy. Can you believe it? Me, a little kid from Brooklyn, short little Jew guy from Brooklyn, I'm gonna be a cowboy." He goes, "What's the difference? What they give you?" You know, like what they give you, like, you know, get <laughs> lunch. What do you care what they give you? As long as the check clears in the bank. <laughs> Am I right? What was it do like
1: working good. on the Irish? Wait a minute. I didn't even ask if guys, he did the Irishman last year with Pacino and De Niro and Scorsese. How did you get this wrong? Did, it, did Scorsese call you personally? How did it, how did
2: this happen? We talk pretty much every day, yeah. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, it's not the greatest story. I mean, I got, I got the role in vinyl. I sent in a self-tape on one of these. I sent in a self-tape for vinyl, the TV show, and um, Scorsese responded to that, and I came in and had a call back, and I got vinyl, and we worked together on that, and he was, oh, God, he was so cool. He was great um was
1: he amazing to work with wow he was amazing
2: I mean the story yeah this is fun when I first went to rehearse we had a rehearsal me Bobby Cannavale and uh, one other actor I forgot his name but um it was vinyl it was a tv show for HBO we did one season and the entire like Anybody who's anybody would love to work with Scorsese. So there were like 90,000 interns from NYU or wherever. And they all had right. a little walkie-talkie. And they were swarming. Just for the rehearsal period, we are in a hotel showing up. Uh, he had the conference room with you a know, nice white tablecloth and coffee and all that and water. And we sat around these tables. But just the driver pulls up. I got picked up for the rehearsal. They drive me off. There's a little PA Nervous little PAs, you know. Everybody was like working for free or whatever. Paul just, Paul just pulled up. Paul just pulled up. I get out. They open the door. Paul, but Paul's walking up to the hotel. I walk up the stairs to the hotel. I kid you not. Another little twelve-year-old PA with a little microphone, thing, a little walkie. Oh, Paul just my entered. God. Paul, just to Paul just got into the hotel. I said, "What's going on here?" He had too many PAs, oh,
1: right, my God.
2: who were just getting a little credit <laughs> off their college resume that they worked with once. Right. Right, this way, right this way, we're going to walk into Little the interns. Elevator. I walked into the elevator. Uh, I've got Paul. We're on the elevator. We're all I mean, I'm mean, i just coming in for a fucking rehearsal. <laughs> Another PA takes me up the elevator to the seventh floor. I get out. Another kid pulls me out. And they're all so nervous because they're all 12 or 18 or 20, whatever <laughs> they are, you know, in college. And they're all, they're all afraid to do the wrong thing. And I'm like, just relax. Could you follow me? Would you like oh, water? Oh, my like, God. Like to eat. And then this guy takes me to another place into the room. The door opens and another, I swear like six like walkie talkie. I like, I felt like the president. You sit down. You felt like Marlon Brando. You felt like, now, yeah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because I'm going to meet Right, Scorsese, You're nervous because you're going to be. <laughs> exactly. And they're like, everybody's nervous. And I'm they, And they have no idea. I mean, no, they just, I mean, they, have, they just think that everybody's worried about doing their job. And I'm hearing down the hall this uproarious laughter, and which Marty has. He's just got, you know, he'll see it and he'll go, oh, ah! <laughs> it's just this huge <laughs> laugh. And I'm like, fuck, who is in there cracking him up? I'm going to be boring. I'm going to be, he's not going to laugh. I'm going to have nothing funny to say. He's let somebody is cracking him up, and that's the worst feeling oh through the walls God. like in an audition or a room you're about to go in, and they're cracking right. up. You feel like, What am I gonna do to you know,
1: what am I gonna say to got, make this guy laugh
2: that way? He's so wonderful, he's got such a lust for life, uh, uh you know, yes. and appreciate for everything. Paul, uh, Marty will see you now, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, Okay, I follow him in and. <laughs> We open this door. It's a beautiful little catering room. And there he is. And I sit right next to him. There's Cannavale and the other wonderful actor. I forgot his name. And we just start hanging out. And uh, the rest was just Just start shooting the shit. Just start shooting the shit he's talking about right away. He says, so your character. I think, um, let's see. There's a character. I remember in a true foe film back in 1962. And he starts being historian talking about this. And then I asked him about, uh, and then he said, you know, well, De Niro, you know, De Niro and Keitel, you know, they, they slept on couch together because we shot most of the interiors of uh, Mean Streets, you know, in, in, in LA because Roger Corman was a blah, 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 blah. And he just goes off on story after story. Stories,
1: we're so many and stories.
2: He, and there's no rush. There's no rush. We were in there for a good solid two wow. hours. Easy. And I said, I think I asked something about Woodstock. He uh, he was a cameraman or an editor. I forgot what the fuck he did on Woodstock, but he worked on Woodstock. He's talking about being backstage at Woodstock and Hendrix was back there with him. And and he's a kid. So we're getting I'm getting yeah. these I mean yeah. and he's sitting right there and I'm it's you're in shock, you know, and I'm half like you want to cry cuz it's so um, beautiful that you, you can't believe it. spend a moment with this.
1: I want to thank my guest today, Paul Ben Victor, for being on my show. You can see him in the movie Monster, which is streaming right now on Netflix. And to my amazing producer, Alan Juzinski, thank you for being there. And to my writer, Adam Labarkin, and my composer, Jeff Urban, who composed that amazing song for me. I know you're all home singing it right now. I want to thank you all for leaning in with me today. I'm Lisa Conrad, leaning out.
0: Lean in Lisa, put her to the test. Lean in with Lisa, so get off your chest. It's more than just a trend, cause everyone's her friend. So lean in with Lisa, spend your time with Lisa. Lisa's got something to say. So reach out to Lisa every
3: day.